T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome on in to the Bulls Post Game Live. I'm Jason Goff alongside Kendall Gill and Will Purdue. Put your glasses on so you can see what they He can see No, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, go, go ahead. Like, go ahead. Put, it, put it back up, guys. Put it back up. Guys. I didn't see it. You know, look at yeah, that. I appreciate that's it. a striking figure right there. You know what that's called? That's called, that's called a Mercedes boy look. <laughs> is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's what my brother calls yeah, it. When yeah, you, when you just, you know, give him a little, little bit of the profile. Like, weren't you on the cover of Jet one time? No, what? Uh, 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 Ebony. Ebony. Oh, okay. That's you, I was going to say, if you was on the cover of Jet. I mean, Alec Gens, the Mac Daddy of the month. Check it. It's like Jet Magazine. Uh, I remember going no, to the barbershops looking for the Jet Beauty of the Week. Jet Beauty right? of the Week? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Shout out to the Jet Beauty of the Week. It's my pictures in Jet Magazine. I'm on the cover of TV Guide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times did you get Jet at your crib, boy? <laughs> <laughs> the Parkinson Spiegel show Jason Goff is here he has this kind of Janessa qual about himself afternoons on the score. His podcast is the full go. You see him on NBC Sports Chicago, pre halftime and post for Bulls games. He is Jason Goff. Thanks for coming in, man. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I was trying to put my AirPods in my pocket, went to the wrong pocket. Oh yeah. Mm. Whenever I would it's interact with uh, with Jet Magazine down the street at the Moore's house as, as a young man. Herman and Sean? Oh, no, Brian. <laughs> Who knew that Matt lived uh, next to University of Virginia royalty, uh, the Moore family? Uh, Brian, Michael, and David were, were, were the young men, and... Jet Magazine, very impactful on a on a young uh, a young prepubescent Matt Spiegel. Listen, very impactful. I went to Church Street Barbershop in Evanston. Um, it was the first barbershop that I was a part of. Right, like before that, we went to TNT on the South Side. Uh, went to Palo and Rogers Park. There's neither here nor there. I went into that barbershop because of the familial kind of vibes, and this is far before I had ever thought or entertained having sex. 
They had a bucket of condoms for you to grab from if you wanted to go in and out. You know what I'm saying? Safe sex to the kids. You feel me? Hey, man, express mm. yourself. You know the vibes. And, and in that little corner next to the fish tank that seemingly never got cleaned was Jet and a pile of them. And I knew the longer the wait, the better the time I was going to have. You know what I'm saying? Oh, back. yeah, yeah. You, put, you deposit that joint into um, the bank. What's your busiest time? <laughs> oh, you already know. <laughs> Saturday at 5 a.m., I'm there. I'm there. You feel uh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Withdrawals necessary. Yeah. At least three hours later, though. Quick, quick withdrawals. Shout out to Jet. Shout out to Jet and Ebony Magazine. Mm. All the other magazines that I know that your listeners are, are fans of. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. What's up, fellas? I don't have no again, I have no idea why y'all have me in here today because mm. I didn't I didn't do any basketball things, didn't think about basketball, didn't has, basketball. haven't seen All-Star Break. Did last time I was in here, y'all tried to corner me on the Kyrie nonsense, and I, I, I weaved that beautifully, if I may say so myself. <laughs> you danced around the land. You feel me? Hey man, hey, we got bills to pay out here. I ain't messing with y'all. <laughs> right, well, you might not love this one. All right, uh, here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna right, send y'all a season desist if you don't stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we hope that means get in line. I read that. Now I, I did. I did read that while I was going, by the way. I, I consume no sports, but I, I found out that you and the White Sox aren't happy with we're each other. We're hoping that dude meant send Dylan Cease and his sis Ooh. after us. That, that's what there we're you hoping. Go. There you go. Yeah. Cease and desist. That's when you know you're making it, boy. That's when you know things is you pumping know, around Jay, I got to be honest with you. I felt the same way. No, don't ever get it twisted. Let's, let's talk about this like it really is supposed to be talked yeah. about. If Drake disses you on a rap level, you're like, ah, your boy's like, oh, he disses yeah. you. And secretly, you're like, yeah, but, I, I, yeah, exactly. but you already know the vibes. Yeah. I'm about to get that that tidal wave of unnecessary yes. attention. I had a friend in the business say, um, uh, Mike so, Clevenger threatening to sue you is better than a Marconi. The problem that I would have with it is these streets of Chicago and how anonymous baseball players are, and especially this young man, apparently, uh, I would have a problem not knowing what he looks like. Because if Mike Clevenger sent me a cease look. and desist mm-hmm. and he was sitting next door to, or next ne- on the next stool you yeah. know, at the bar, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You know those uh, stories that start with Florida man. Yeah, yeah. That's I, my see, cl- I saw the hair. That's I saw Clevenger. the vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus the meth mouth. Lifelong know? Florida man. Right, right. So <laughs> you, you mentioned us walking you through some landmines. I promise you we can check the text. Uh-oh. Suggested having you on Uh-oh. before... This Tim Anderson, Chuck Garfine story came out. But I am interested. We are interested. <laughs> no? We, I'm listening to oh, you. Okay. It right, sounds like you're selling it, me. I've been, it's we, been a week we, of, of people selling me things, too. So it sounds like you're selling me something. I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, Did you get a timeshare? Not dog, a timeshare, but a timeshare. Yeah, I, didn't either. I, I, didn't, I did not sign up for a timeshare, but I definitely was sold several. Oh, yeah. I probably right. own two right now. Get, the, get, get yeah. the free drink. Oh, least. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. The watered down tequila. Uh, you know? But the Tim Anderson. So Chuck Tim Garfine Anderson and Chuck Garfine in the podcast. Play, play a little clip of it here for anyone who, the loop. Who, who, who hasn't heard it. It's probably it. From the, good for my pod tonight. For the White Sox talk podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The White Sox talk podcast. Here you go. Open your yeah, you can say we just fell short. Um, you know, it's one of those seasons. You know, everybody have bad seasons. A bad day. <laughs> bad year. Uh, so, yeah, it was just one of those things that, you know, things weren't going the right way. Um, sometimes you got to see how bad you can get so you can see how good you can be. Um, and so the plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse, you know, fans as well. 
um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to, you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me. What do you mean, including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say, you know what? <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. If you're a partisan and you're like one of our supporters and you see somebody struggling, that's like, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're going to pat her on the back, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of those things. We're on the same umbrella, I think. We should all be pulling from the same screen and not tearing each other down and not tearing players down. Or, you know, we don't tear you down. So yeah. I think it's just one of those things. We've got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you. Yeah. You know, when you want to talk to us. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You just make it. You was causing a lot of confusion. The lights are on me. I'm aware that that show yeah. might be seen in the clubhouse. That's what I'm saying. And then you roll in and you want to talk to guys, and then guys may be rude. No one is really rude to me, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, some, some people may make it hard for you to have access to them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? No, I know. Oh, I did not. Blew my was mind, not Jay. aware. Yeah. I, I, so the, the, the snippet that I saw was the whole, like, you know, pulling from separate angles and we need to be all in, all in together. And I thought he was talking about giving the fans more to cheer about. No, 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 I, I hadn't heard it in that context. Well, this is the thing. You have the same job that Chuck does no, on, I don't. This, on the same network. No, I don't. You don't? No, I don't. Okay, then correct us. <laughs> no, I don't. We might have the same job title, but we don't have the same job. Okay. Yeah. See, see, I, I, t- I talked earlier today about Chuck's hmm. multifaceted relationship with the team. He's known the team a long time, been around the team a long time. He does ride-alongs in his car sometimes. Is the fun yeah, little things. He's things. got Socks Talk podcast where they have them in, spend yeah. an hour with them. Like it's a very friendly, familial thing. And then he steps over and he does the job that you do for the Bulls. That part is the same. That, okay, yeah, that I mean the portion, pre and post game part. Yeah, I was about to say that. They, that's we have what I was referring. Completely different uh, relationships with the teams we cover. Right. And and I'm not here to speak on what Chuck's job is, but I know when Kevin Cross hired me to do what I do, uh, when he, he he said, Hey, this is what, you know, we're looking forward with you and we also understand that there's certain ways that you're gonna have to go about things because that's how you go about things. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So I don't wanna speak on what his relationship and the ride alongs and all that like it, it it sounds to me that those two people have a Definition of what a relationship that, you know, player pregame or player um, team arm kind of relationship. It sounds like they have different uh, energies about that. My energy with the Bulls has always been what it's been and my life before this this job. So, you know, I was on these airwaves for 16 years talking yeah. about the Bulls. I was going up to the Birdo Center. I was going up, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like there was a different... Uh, relationship that was had and I've always been fair right and there was times there have been times since I've had this gig that that people may have not liked things that I have said but I always ask uh, when it comes to criticism can you find the truth first and if you can find the truth in any criticism then that probably will make you better on going forward you know certain organizations worry about different things but that's not that's not for me to judge nor is it for me to measure coming out of my mouth Mm. so I don't know what their relationship was before this or is now, but I know I can walk into any locker room. I know I can walk into any practice and not feel the the least bit of smoke. And if I do, then what? Well, that's the, the, the I, honestly Jay, that that that's was the thing that kind of blew my mind was that like what, this is supposed you know to be locker rooms I walked into that people were extremely upset for years. See, like there was a time when. You know, it was me and Schuster 
that was going up to watch Bulls games consistently, consistently at this station, not jumping up, going to one or two games, not going to no games all season long and talking crazy about people like going in there and, and, and looking dudes in the face after you said that they were bad or after you thought maybe, right. you know, they wanted a whole lot of money and didn't want what came with that. I'm not yeah. talking about anybody in this current iteration. I'm talking about sure, early aughts sure. when I was, you know, slanging and banging. So, yeah, it's the it's – the, um, See, T.A. would have been well-served to actually address Chuck off the air as since they clearly have a relationship. But, but and, and, and say some of this stuff off the air, and then maybe Chuck could clarify, you know, I've got different roles and whatever, whatever. Like, you could talk about those kind of things as players talk like to convers- you. So this is the thing. In candid conversation, um, what is not okay to be addressed? I thought it was awesome that he said it on the podcast. 100%. It just does I, 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 does I, think, I think he's wrong, though. What, to who, though? For, for, for himself. Because a lot of the how fans is Tim, are NBA how is Tim, But this is the thing. Tim Anderson goes out there, hits 315, has 20 home runs, has an OBP around 410, something like that, whatever the slash lines you need him to be. That'll all go away. No question. See, in the end, it's all about the results. Like, I am, I have a different relationship and have with teams in this city. As, as a kid growing up listening and being a part of this station and calling this station and all that. So, I was, you know, I, I don't. I don't have the emotional sway and the emotional investment that a lot of fans have because we've seen how the sausage is made. We know guys that people root for who are bad guys. We know guys who people, you know, crap on who are terrific dudes and trying their hardest. Their bodies just giving that. Like, those things happen, right? So once, once I get that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I, I'm not, by the way, I'm not making any, um, I'm not shooting any bail to Tim Anderson. He's a grown man. He could, and this is the other thing, too. Like, Tim Anderson doesn't say anything he doesn't believe in. Like when have you known Tim Anderson to kind wrong. of BS? Huh? I just think he's wrong. wrong. No, I, I, I think he. I mean, I think he definitely believes it. I think that he is. And this is the other thing too. Like Chuck, you know, I've Chuck and I work together. Chuck and I aren't extremely close, right? So he and I don't always talk about his relationship with the White Sox. Sure. This is my first time hearing it. I I know that there are a lot of players who behind the scenes. See, this is the part that this is why I'm addressing it this way. I know there's a lot of players who behind the scenes who do all that smiling and all that BSing. While you're talking, and then as soon as it goes down, they treat you like crap. They talk crazy to you. They try to make sure your access is barred, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I know those those snakes have come in and out of this town. So if we're going to do that, then we have to be very aware of what we're asking people to be. I don't want him to be phony on, on tape. Ne- ne- neither do I. I just think that the idea of expecting some sort of, like, pull at the same end of the rope as us, man, Ch- Chuck doesn't wear a White Sox hat. 100%. He doesn't wear a yeah. jersey. Yeah, it's like, not his job to like, do that. Like, t- Tim can impact Chuck's job <laughs> if Tim doesn't want to give him access. But Chuck should not impact Tim's job. Let me ask you a question. If uh, like, you know, side, It sounded like he was saying in there that, like, mm-hmm. you, you were creating confusion in the clubhouse and we need everyone pulling at the same end of the rope. And if you're under the umbrella with us, like... It, Again, what is what is Tim Anderson and the Chicago White Sox been told about that relationship? But, but I'm not aware. And what, I don't and what, know. And what has he learned through, just through context, through context? Um, Taylor McGregor, sideline reporter for Marquee, is she expected to be a positive, you know, sort of rooting influence for the Cubs? Because Chuck has been the sideline reporter <clears> when NBC has used it that way. Like Tim might think of Chuck that way as well. There's there's a lot of different ways that Chuck has interacted with the team. Yeah, I mean, is I mean, rooting interest, no, she's a reporter. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 
Am I taking crazy pills here? Like, this is Chicago. This is professional sports. I'm not expecting there to be, like, investigative journalism. <laughs> uh, like, I'm, the, I'm like, the, with the, within the right holders, with, within the team. But, like, if, if Taylor McGregor was the sideline reporter when the Addison Russell uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. issue happened and he was kept away from the team, she would have reported on that. Yeah, and she, does. How, she that's how, does. That's how it works. Like, so, like, so I, what are we questioning? But reporting here? on I, I it, think, but pre I think and post Tim is, had a is an opinion. Li- thing. I think I think Tim had a media literacy issue there. I think that he is wrong to assume that Chuck should be pulling at the same end of the rope as him. And like, man, that show is critical of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Time. Ozzie Guillen's on that show. Right. You know what I mean? He says whatever right. the hell he wants to say, and so Tim can feel however he wants. If but, Tim said that to Ozzie, would would you feel differently? I would think it would be crazy. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's right, by the way. Yeah, I'm not I, saying it's right. Saying, I'm just I trying think, to get to I, I, yeah, you know, think, I'm, 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 I, I'm digesting this real time. Yeah, I think I yeah. think the idea still smell like vacation. The idea yeah, that you know. would that you <laughs> would that you would expect an opinion based show that comes on after you played a game to be positive, regardless of how you played the game, just because it's on the network that aired the game yeah. is Minor league, but 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 it might not be just because and it might be Tim's way of telling you, uh, you know, that there's some feelings that got hurt in there. I think and then I, you learn right, more, and then you learn more about. And, and, and Tim is um, sensitive. Tim Tim unfollows people. Tim Tim claps back, and, and, and so are we. So I don't say for everybody. So am I. <laughs> I mean, like I say, we do a segment. We check our mentions, or we check the text line. We check. Oh, yeah. We check feedback. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 a part of it. We've all been in locker rooms. I used the example earlier. Like I've been in locker rooms after games and been amazed that guys are checking their mentions on Twitter or, or IG before they shower or take off their uniforms. Like, but that's the world that they've been born into. Well, that's what I'm right? saying, and I'm saying it's the world that we've been born into. Right, I, right. I I I relate. I relate to it. I just don't expect. Let me ask you this. If there is a media critic in Chicago that you've had drinks with, hung out with, or you've seen out and about, yeah, and <laughs> something happens that is not the the um, the greatest in your life, and they they put it out there, and you thought you had a relationship with this person, does that relationship change? Um, yeah, it, sure. It, it, Thank it, you, Danny. It, it might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in the, I, I, in the, in the end here, I think I think if we're really being me. honest, yeah. he, he's talking about he's talking, and that's why I get back to what they or he thinks the relationship was. See, see, this I, is why this though, is Jason. Why I wanna, go ahead. Uh, this this is why I, I bring up like talk to somebody off the air. I've had so many conversations with PR guys or players or teams who've been pissed at me and like, okay, what you got? Go ahead, bring it to me. Remember, and, and it's. And and then you carry on. You get it out of your system. If they got a problem with you, you got a problem with them about something they did, something they said. You talk about so the it, problem, and then the, you carry the on being professional. Lies for you is that it happened on mic. No, it, it's I, I don't because if they had talked so you, about it off the mic, Tim could have gotten a little more context, which he needed. I agree with Danny that it's a media literacy issue, specifically specific to Chuck. When Tim has sat down with Sox Talk as a podcast mm-hmm. for an hour and they're mm-hmm. laughing and having a good time so and just talking I, and I about stuff. I haven't heard the pod. What did they talk about on everything. this pod? Everything. They talked about Abreu. They talked about Abreu. Everything. Everything. They talked about all of Tim's right. season, all of Tim's issues. And, and, and Tim knows Chuck that way of these yeah. multiple hour-long conversations. So this is the thing. This is so the, he's thinking I, of him that way I, when he sees him on TV. So now you're giving me more context. If, if me, as Tim Anderson... 
from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I've been raised in this in this franchise for my seven entire years. my entire life. Who are my friends in the industry? <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> Do I have any? Maybe Chuck is one. Uh, this is hilarious. I'm glad I came here for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, listen, Tim. Tim maybe doesn't understand the job, and in that moment, it's up to Chuck to uh, reinforce that this is the job. Anybody that has ever tried to, you know, play that game with me, I've uh, told him straight up and down, like, this ain't going to be the last time you're mad at me, and it's sure. all good. I still understand the job. I, I was, but I was, you know what the job is now? <laughs> you know what the job is now? Just putting the content out to the people that mess with you. And, and if I'm going to White Sox Talk Podcast, I know that I haven't been happy for a long time, and these are the people that are going to commiserate in my misery with me yeah. until something changes. And if I hear the for the first time that, that baseball is supposed to be feeling, you know, feeling my spirit, right, if I here for the first time. Hey, by the way, <laughs> y'all wasn't pulling from the same end of the rope as us. I went and got what I needed out of that. And now Chuck is going to blow up, you know, <laughs> tweet-wise. And it is. Hey, man, listen, I am, I am done not treating this thing like wrestling until a championship is won by somebody. <laughs> Every, all this is, all the rest of this is, is fanfare and foolery. Like well, Tim Anderson getting his, uh, I guess, media education of real time in front of everybody. Cool. I've heard Tim Anderson get, see, and this is the other thing too. Tim doesn't do a lot of media publicity because Tim was not raised in this say the right thing act like you know everything uh, world, right? Tim's been playing ball. He's been quiet. And then all of a sudden, bubbled up, became a star in these last mm-hmm. three years. And then, you know, all the things that have happened, the, 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 the cornfield game with the home run and, 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 and Josh Donaldson. And, and they the, were the best team in the American League. Yeah, and yeah. the Bomani Jones podcast. Like, life comes at you fast, on the field, off the mm-hmm. field, right? I'm not shooting any bail to Tim. I'm not saying that he needs any. All I'm saying is I think we're watching some things happen here in real time, and we're sitting back with our professional ears and eyes, having been in this business now for, you know, 20-plus years, going on 20 years, whatever the case may be, and we're like, ah, that, that I don't know about that when all he's saying it to a dude is like, hey, man, I thought you rocked with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you out here talking crazy about me in a time that I was down at my lowest. And if and this is the thing. I, I understand if not a texter or a listener understands or gets it or even wants to get it because there's that cognitive dissonance that happens too. Like this is a person just being like, I, you can hear, you can hear. And I, this is the first time I've heard this because I was going to listen to it tonight before the pod, chill, yeah. you know, get everything together. But you can hear at the end when Tim starts to smile, like, you know, I thought, you know, I thought you was my man. Right. He's learning in that instance that, oh, man, you're one of the dudes that feels the same way that the other dudes feel when I don't play well or when this team doesn't play well. Like, it's very – that's why I'm all about letting everybody know where you stand on a lot – everything damn near so that I don't have to be surprised. So you don't have to be surprised on the air, in the moment, in a pod, mm-hmm. when you just think you're talking to your homie for an hour about <laughs> baseball. He's Jason Goff. We'll do another segment. The Bulls – speaking of a you know, wrestling character, the Bulls got Patrick Beverly. They got a new point guard. Did they? Yeah. I got to check my phone again. Yeah, I know. We're going to keep updating you as you come back from vacation. Jason Goff, next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Put him in the hole. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Parkinson Spiegel to the wreck. Killed it in a foul. We're going to crank it up nonstop. You know me. I'm going to be on Zach Levine's ass. I'm going to give him all the energy he needs. Destroy people. Me and DeMar DeRozan, we good. I got a, a pop and five. Uh, and Vujovic, I'm excited, man. That's Pat Beverly. 
apparently going to be the savior. West Sox finest. Why? I have no damn idea. Uh, we'll see. We'll let, uh, okay, uh, Jay, uh, you can't say uh, I told uh, you no, so. No, no, no. Shut the music off. You cannot say I no, told no. you so. Look here. at this, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't buy it at the deadline. This man has a, a microphone with his, his lovely partner right here for oh, okay. how many days? 260 days out the year. <laughs> And then the one time you can say, I vacation the, a lot. there you go, there you go. Yeah, you do vacation a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep y'all marital issues to yourself in this moment. But we're spigs. There once, <laughs> shout out to Wani, probably sipping on something. The one time that you can say, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong, Jay. Oh, I'm wrong all the time. I, I, see, look at it. He can't even say the Jay, Jay part. They didn't, tra- I've been they didn't for trade this. for him. They didn't give up anything to get years. him. No, no, no. He's talking about the buying or not. They tried to buy. They did try to buy. They tried to buy. They did try to buy. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about that. Because their goal is respectability. Really I don't know what the goal is. It, I, just, it, I, just, it, I just wanted to but, make sure no, he got out. Yeah, the goal, the goal you, three years ago was to become respectable. And like, or like, oh, they would like to be even just middle of the pack. And then they'll build from there. Is that still the goal? Is that what's going on here? That they're trying to just kind of be okay? <laughs> He's shrugging, folks. I, I mean, um, they're disappointed, as they should be. And we're all disappointed in what this season has become. And, you know, the Lonzo Ball stuff. Like, I I think that is some of the most disheartening news that has befallen a player in this city in a long, long time. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever playing again. Let me tell you something, man. 13 months without playing basketball, and you're still having some of the issues. And, and you know, people people are going to be people and say all the things and stealing money and all that, man. If you if you inter- if, if you've interacted with that dude and his new family, like that man is basketball and his babies. Like and it, it, it's it sucks that one of those things has been taken away for a year and a half from him. Mm-hmm. And we'll see going forward how much longer. But this team has more talent than an eleventh place team in the Eastern Conference. So when the Russell Westbrook stuff came up, sure. Now the Pat Beverly stuff is, has come up and is now here. Sure, you know you gotta you gotta find out what you got. Oh and, God, I mean we, we know what they are, man. They've played fifty nine games. They're twenty six and thirty three. They're two games out of the ten seed in the East. They're two games up on having the fifth worst record in the league. And there's twenty three games left. If in what a general, want them to do. I want them for the next twenty three games. To tank, how and, so? And it keep Demar out, keep keep Demar out if you need to. You think the NBA has a load management problem too? I well, I think that the NBA, <laughs> I think that that is a separate issue. But I think I listen. Playing is playing, though, right? Well, well, honestly, Jay, they could play everybody and still keep losing these games. They've been, they've been, they've been they've been, they've, <laughs> they've, 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 they've they've been losing. Oh, they could lose why, anybody. That's why I wanted you to get on that side of it. Play everybody. But what, play why, everybody. Why add is my point. Why try to be better? What is the point? There are 23 games left. You could honestly be the fifth worst team in the NBA. I don't think they are by talent. Yeah. Like, but I wasn't saying that the Bears should lose out either when they beat the Patriots. I got you. But then they kept losing, right. <laughs> and a situation presented itself that we did not expect, and it was like, oh, damn, they actually have an opportunity here. Go out and do it. And they did it. Shout out to Lovey. Like, if the, if, if, the, if, the Bulls, if the Bulls actually became worse than Indiana and Orlando and were the fifth worst team in the NBA come lottery time, they'd have a, over a 40% yeah, chance. Is it like 31 of, now? 
of, of keeping their pick, right. of getting a top four pick. And they'd have a 21% chance of getting either Wembenyama or Scoot. Mm-hmm. That seems much better to me mm-hmm. than trying to sign Patrick Beverly and chase down the Toronto Raptors and the Wizards <laughs> to to maybe lose to the Celtics or the Bucks in five games. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what they are trying to accomplish in twenty three games here. What? Why? What? Who benefits? Quibono. What's that line okay. of the departed? Quibono. <laughs> uh, who benefits? I don't get it. What so, are they trying to do? I mean, you extended a coach who left a team that that was rebuilding. So you start there, right? Hmm. Like, you know, the Thunder was saying, hey, we got 50,000 picks and four teenagers to build around. And Billy Donovan was like, I'm out. So that's where you might start as well. Yeah. Um, You got a first-time architect along with another first-time architect trying to prove themselves. I'm just – Yeah, I know. I know. Those aren't basketball reasons, though, right? Those are like – those are like – ownership reasons or like reputation or job security. I mean, we're not talking about pickup basketball. We're talking about they, they got business to run. Basketball. Yeah, they got yeah. business to run. Ugh. Especially if you're not going to be in luxury tax. Yeah, so I guess. No, I, listen, I'm not here. I get. I, I think these last two segments I've come off as the guy that's just trying to give all. I am I'm legitimately, I understand you. <laughs> and I understand you, Speaks. Trust me, I do. I know you And do. you've heard me understand you before. But they, they but already the same, showed you. They showed you at the deadline is. that yeah. they're going for this. This is what it is. They're striving so for the So you either for 23 games be upset and, yeah. and see this work out however it's supposed to work out? Jay, I you're not going to have people. You're not going to have people come out there and sit DeMar DeRozan or sit Zach Levine or sit – Nikola Vucevic. Well, you're not going to tell them. You're not going to tell Vucevic in a, in a contract year, by the way, these last 23 games, we're shutting you down. No, after I agree we didn't with that. extend you. Like, I'm just talking about how, how the mm-hmm. business. But then why comes. add Pat Beverly? Why not just keep. What, like, why try to be better? So, so you want to uh, answer that question? I, I, yeah, because no, I, I, I got to answer yeah, that I question. Do, I think you do. Because oh. you're putting an actual point guard who plays defense and can shoot the three and has a hard driving personality into this mix, and you see if what you've been missing in mm. Lonzo Ball, mm. when you replace it with somebody who is what, 80% of Lonzo Ball <laughs> or whatever, at an aged version of it, if that makes the mix work better. <laughs> like, if you're yeah, right you. that Lonzo's absence is yeah. everything, and then if you had a, 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 a good point guard who actually fit with this bunch next year, that maybe it would be worth saving instead of blowing up in the offseason. and this is – in my – I'm a little bit different from it. And we just talking here. So, like, when I was a kid, when I didn't do what I was supposed to do, obviously things would be taken away from me. And my mom wouldn't do it to, to punish me. She would do it to be like, you know, obviously something's off with you. You know, so we should refine what the variables are that are around you and, mm-hmm. and we'll see if you can get back up to that level. And my old time, I got psyched into thinking, oh, I wasn't in trouble. It was just, you know, things around me. I got I to gotta do better. And then I got those things and – if Patrick Beverly is dropped into this locker room the same way people were talking about Russell Westbrook being dropped into this locker room, I mean, hell, you look at what happened with Rondo when he was here. Yeah, you could talk about you could talk about changed um, everything. You could talk about when he was here and he gave a crap. It changed everything. Well, this and the other part is, um, you know, Elvis Andrews, Johnny Cueto. They show up, and all of a sudden they start saying stuff about a clubhouse that nobody had been saying because nobody else had been in it before. Right, so they pop onto the scene like, "Hey, wait, wait a minute now! This ain't how it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. This ain't how you're supposed to go about things." Sometimes you get a truth teller to drop into your locker room, and that's what happened with the Rondo situation. And it doesn't always go well, 
but you do find out the truth. Like for me, yeah. the, when yeah. when the the quad strain was noticeable for for Demar Derozan, and like that Brooklyn game on when when you know <laughs> games were missed and effort was lacking, I on my pod, hey, give Zach the ball for the next twenty three games, give him the ball. It's your show. <laughs> find out what's what's up, mm-hmm. your highs and your lows, and that's you know sometimes as as. Um, plans are disappointing or they fail. Sometimes you can't just skid out of them. You got to do a little slow U-turn, and on the way back, you got to figure out what you truly have. Like there, the the level of comfort maybe with a sub five hundred team uh, doesn't stretch past the front office. Maybe, maybe at some point, you know, the the the, the powers that be in, in that locker room, you know, all this urgency and all the disappointment. You know, I don't believe anything's unacceptable until it's unacceptable. And until they start playing differently or like they're supposed to or whatever they're supposed to is, then you drop as much in the, in the batter as possible and see what you got. I, I think they just I, – I still think after a couple of years they've had two or three different teams as a group. Like Arturo Skarnashov has had pretty much three different teams that he's had to generally manage by his doing, but also by injury and all the other things and contract clocks. You know, you don't want Zach to leave throw another all-star next to him, mm. all those things. So I, I think, yeah, we. I can look at it as a Bulls fan and be like, ah, oh, I'm mad. I'm mad that they're even close to this conversation. Yeah, so I, I'm going to be in this area until next season anyway. Yeah. But until then, let's let's find out who really is what in that locker room. And I think that's what we're about to find out these next 23 games. Check them out, the full go on the Ringer Podcast I Network. I should have just recorded this segment, Tanny, and just, <laughs> it would work. just throw it on there tonight. You, you can take us out. Featuring them, you yeah, know? take us out. I've had Matt on. You know, me and Matt talked about some weird things. Yeah, Anytime we you're ready to jump on, Danny. You know, Anytime? Right? We, yeah. we started rolling. I didn't know we were rolling. Yeah, yeah always, always be recording. Oh, don't wait for that. That 300 episode is going to be Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I'm giving, I'm giving. Hey, Tanny, I'm giving him, I'm giving him what? I'm giving him 82 episodes, <laughs> 80, 90 episodes. No, Jason, dude, you can't put me on there. Hey, hey, listen, I can't I'm, do I'm, it. Hey, I'm throwing Mitch on there. You know, Bernsey, I'm throwing everybody on. Jimmy there. D, huh? Oh yeah, you, you feel me? Yeah, the warm anniversary. You know what I mean? That, that'll be episode 350, episode 400. You any, know, anytime. Are you back Friday on the right next Bulls game is Friday? Thursday, I hope so. Thursday. I, I hope NBC Sports I hope Chicago. This Conversation didn't change something. No, I didn't know when the game was Thursday or Friday. No, I see yeah, Friday NBC night. Sports Friday Chicago, night. Uh, and then the full go, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Goff. Uh, coming up next, number 27. Seven. Speaks, Speaks has been in town for 30 baseball summers. Oh. So he's counting down his 30 favorite Chicago baseball players of the last 30 years every day uh, around this time. Uh, thanks for listening, Jason. Huh? Yeah, no. He's been yeah, out I'm of sorry. town. No, you're no, that's not that. Alfonso Soriano was number 30. Yeah, the man uh, with the quick wrist and the uh, big bat. Uh, 29 was Ray Durham. That was fun. Sugar Ray. Still can't go to his right. Uh, 28 was Carlos Lee. Oh, El, Caballo. El Caballo. And today is 27. Uh, as long as Sean Dunstan is in there somewhere. He's the first player to ever curse me out as a kid. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, kid. floppy hat day. Tom Brennan inside my head. Shawan, Shawan. See, I got in trouble. I was uh, like, Shawan. He was like, my name ain't no... Shawan. Oh, like, amazing. As That's a 12-year-old, I was like, there it is. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. <laughs> it will be a home run. <laughs> and you won't see me anymore. Number 27 next on the score. He's got a chance. Go! We're counting down the days to opening day. Happy opening day. By celebrating some of Chicago baseball's all-time greats. There go number 400. But Big Frank, you can't put it on the ball. Yes. Here comes the hook. Got him. 20 seconds. 
Brett Spiegel's top 30 favorite Chicago baseball players of the last 30 years. Matt Spiegel is one of the great baseball people, and not only in this town, but across the country. From Abreu. Sox win! Sox win! On a grand slam by Jose Abreu. To Big Z. Carlos Abrado has no hit! The Houston Astros! Matt Spiegel counts us down to opening day. Wow, is that huge! Matt Spiegel's 30 players for 30 years. That's how you do it. On the Parkins and Spiegel Show on 670 The Score. We've done 30, 29, 28. That makes 27. And 27 is Ryan Sandberg. I know, an all-time great. But the best years came before my first summer here in 1993. But that still enabled me to see some very good Sandberg play and then to see the retirement, a comeback, the final farewell, and a Hall of Fame induction. And that is impactful legacy. I'd, I'd known his career, of course, and he was already in conversations for the greatest second baseman of all time. He had passed Joe Morgan, most people said, and had a chance to catch Rogers Hornsby or Rod Carew. And that's all backdrop for me getting to Wrigley for the very first time in 1993, I grew up going to the vet in Philly, Danny, a concrete blister with absolutely no vibe. A few trips to Yankee Stadium, memorable, but I hated them. Then four years in Boston at Fenway, going to 20, 30 games a year, made me a Fenway snob. And then Wrigley, of course, blew me away. Uh, struggling musician using gig money to get to a Saturday night game, May 15th. I looked it up as I wrote this just to make sure. Rhino hit his first home run of the 1993 season in the first inning, and the place went freaking nuts. He had missed most of the first month with a broken hand. Cubs beat the Pirates 14-5, to and Sandberg went 4-5 for five with a homer and a double. And you had that feeling, which is rare, of knowing you're seeing an all-time great in an amazing place, cheered like mad by 39,000 people. It, it left a big mark. Um, that year, he, he wasn't good. Overall, nine homers, 45 RBI in just 117 games. And then in 94, as you know, terrible. 53 hits in 57 games. But then he quit in June. At age 34, he said, quote, I didn't have what I felt I needed to go on the field every day, give my best, and live up to the standards I set for myself. I'm not willing to hang around. He left $15 million on the table. So... He's leaving in the second year of a four-year deal. Hence the billboards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's your list. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's um, great, pick a, yeah. great pick a player contestant. Oh, Good God. Point. But so he, he, he says it's not about the money, and he leaves. So that builds the legacy. He doesn't play in 95, decides he wants to play again. It's a huge story that I followed then as an intern and a producer at The Score, knee-deep in the theories and, and conversations. He said he'd watch Cal Ripken celebrate when he broke the uh, Lou Gehrig record and told Dan Plesak that the game needed more role models. Mark Grace said it differently. Mark Grace said, he's got a new lease on life. We all knew he had marital problems. Satan mm. is no longer our general manager. He said the game was no longer fun. I think Larry Himes had a lot to do with that. So there was drama. There was all this craziness. Ron Santos said he shouldn't come back. So it was not a given. But he came back in 96, 25 homers and 92 ribs after missing a full year and a half. That's pretty damn good. Played 150 games. 
97 was worse, and everyone knew September was going to be the end. They had a Ryan Sandberg day, and then on September 21st, he got his final hit at home. Line shot in the left field. Sandberg singles the left. Does that tell you a story about the man's popularity? Come on, I know. Come on. Here he is again. Boy, oh boy, that's something. What a way to end the spectacular 15-year career. Last hit at Wrigley. It's also the last game at Wrigley for Harry Carey, who died that winter. So even though I missed the heyday, I saw plenty to put him on the list. The legacy grew. 2005, he goes into the Hall of Fame. He hit me, and he hit so many baseball lifers in a good spot because Barry Rosner did some good writing. Oh, it's good writing. And he wrote about, and Rhino talked about, the steroids guys and how he wanted to play the game, how he tried to play it the right way. So for all those legacy reasons and all the vibes Rhino, even at the tail end, even though I only saw that bit, makes it to number 27. The offense, I only give him a six. The defense, I give him a five. He wasn't very good at the time. The vibes, straight up 10. Teammateship, seven. Memorable moments, still an eight. That's a total of 36, putting him at number 27 on the list, even though I only saw 93 to 96. All right, so you gave a Hall of Famer a five on defense and a six on offense? Uh, because it was for his tenure here. Because it was while I was okay. here. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's only 19. That's low. Nine, yeah, he was he was bad on defense. But by 10 vibes? Shane. Vibes 10? Vibes 10! <laughs> Unprecedented to this point. That, that, it, the highest ranking we've got? Highest vibes rank. Are his vibes so higher now that he's high all the time? <laughs> With his new weed sponsor? I, I would assume question. so. It's a good question. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you talk about somebody who's the best part of his career was well before that, but how do I pretend that Sandberg didn't have an impact and isn't one of my favorites from, from all those experiences? Well, and some classic scores. I know everyone talks about Bernstein and how he rants about, about Sandberg's name. I'm tired of talking about Bernstein. I'm First of all, it's oh not God. Ryan. It's Ryan. 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 <laughs> not Ryan. It's a classic. Imagine that man being your father. I, I don't want to think about it. I told you, put the toilet seat down. <laughs> but, but Grody texting with Rhino, Loki maybe funnier. Hey, Chris, let me bring that. this. Uh, I could bring this full circle uh, for you if you'd like sure. for this show that you're doing. You're doing the hit and run show, and I've always yeah. been a fan of hit and run. Honestly, not just saying that. And uh, as I'm just about to come on the radio with you, I got a text message from none other than Ryan Sandberg, who played baseball, oh, saying, "Look at you!" Yeah, saying, "Happy opening day." So how about the, how about nice baseball, guy. right? Baseball and football coming together. And it, there's the he put the little thumbs up sign, and then there's a rhinoceros next to it. So I think he meant to put a bear. But there is a rhino. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait a minute! I'm an idiot. He put that what? because he's rhino. He's rhino. I just you it are. Out. Oh my god! <laughs> and you. <laughs> I know Ryan. Ryan. Ryan is more classic score history, but that is a very underrated moment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh wait.
wait a minute. <laughs> I wish I wish we could find when he was talking to Murph and there were dogs barking in the background and and Murph said, "What are those in the background, right? Are those uh what are those?" And Ryan said, "Those are dogs." <laughs> As we used to joke about him passing the Ryan Sandberg perception test. <laughs> Th- that's not it, isn't it? Is, is, didn't Murph say, what are those, dogs? <laughs> oh, do, I, do I mess it up every time? I might. What I think so. we got to find the tape. <laughs> got to find I the tape. Murph says, what are those, dogs? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> Can't get anything past you. <laughs> oh, God. Tandy's open, incredible today, made us laugh, and now one top NFL reporter I think should help with some of the Justin Fields noise and hysteria. It's coming up on the score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.